I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Dustin Ross, my darling. What's up, E? How you doing? You brought brought out the red J's today. Red J's, that's right, because I got a red dot on my microphone this week. It's It's a a siren going on right. here. That's right. It's time to point and and go off, okay? (laughs) Keep it spicy. That's what we do. I feel like it's going to be a spicy one this week. Caliente for our Latin brethren, okay? Let's go, habanero. That's right. Uh, So let's talk about the weekend. Where where was my dearest lovely? Uh, I had a busy weekend Mm -hmm. uh, this weekend. Several people were in town, as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Today is Meg Gala Monday, so there's so many people in town. Um, Had a good weekend, though. Um, Spent some time with some loved ones and just, you know. It looks like it was a vibe. Yeah, it was a vibe. You get it. I saw your social. You get it. Well, you know, I was in uh, the nation's capital this Mm, weekend. Okay. Having a lovely time celebrating black ownership. We'll get to that in a minute. It, yes. Um, with the Byron Allen. The one and only. The one and only. Um, yes. We were actually coming off of Upfronts. I, I mm-hmm. think you saw, I mm-hmm. had a couple of uh, photos on my Instagram. We had a fantastic I up saw front. you up there, you know, in the Upfronts <laughs> leading the charge of new programming that we're going to be, you yeah. know, well, you blessed know, a, with. A new slate of, of, of America's court TV. You know, it's really? coming. Yeah, well, you know, it was fantastic. It was myself, Judge Mathis, mm-hmm. and um, Judge, um, People's Court Judge. Um, yes. What's the, uh, the damn? I just saw the picture. It's on the tip uh, of my Yes, yes, Judge yes. Malion, her lovely self. Uh, and, you know, we're just excited to see, um, you know, everything that's going to be this new slate of daytime yep. court. Oh, and I bring greetings from, I'm going to show you this little visual. <laughs> I, bring, I bring greetings from this lovely queen. Okay. Oh, yes, so yes, yes, is, yes. This is the Judge Lauren. Like, yes, my, my, my heart. She, like, I, I said, hello, Judge. She said, yes. hi, my love, Dustin. Like, you were the third word out of her mouth. She's so, so, so in love with what we do here on Holding yep. Court. She's in love with you. She's a wonderful She's person. She's in love with how you show up for the culture and Flint and, and Detroit. And, you know, yep. she's, again, a part of what we're building. So I mean, it's two, exciting. Two, two of the best people in the world. It makes perfect sense that you all were in each other's it company. Really, I love really, really that. lovely vibe. Yeah, so we celebrated uh, Byron's fantastic gala where yes. he honored Gail King. Yes. Uh, you know, a little, a little talent named Diana Ross, the boss, performed. Just just, just you know, casually mentioning that, <laughs> casual, you know, an icon, legend, a living legend. Living legend. And uh, it was a fantastic showing. And, of course, that was following the actual White House Correspondents mm-hmm. Dinner, which I also got the privilege to attend. Uh, you know, really was honored to sit next to the Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Wow. Uh, and then beside her, the Congresswoman Maxine Ward. Wow. April Ryan, longest uh, serving black uh, White House correspondent ever. It just was a it was just a table to be at. It was talking about a a seat at the table right here, because what you just did was issue a reminder to all of these people. That's that's it right there. Who are are acting like they don't know how the fuck you give it up. Okay, (laughs) let's be clear. This is why one 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 monkey or one situation does not stop your show these are just the things that you do you are casually at the white house correspondence dinner sitting amongst Uh, amongst the titans of industry titans you know the living legend and i say that with all humility and gratitude because you know this is not a a, anything that i take for granted no you know you know but it is something to be said it it just shows you the power of our god really Mm -hmm. uh that that he saw fit for me to even share space Mm -hmm. uh with 
icon didn't even feel like the right word, right? With with, with really the the builders of black excellence that are living in this moment. Mm-hmm. That it, it, they were in the room, mm-hmm. and the fact that I could just breathe their air, be in conversation, be in exchange conversation, ideas, exchange, offer up a platform to Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee as she launches her mayoral race for the city of Houston. And we love to see that. It, 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 yep. it just did something for my spirit. Well, that's you know? wonderful. It was great. Black excellence, Black literally. excellence, yeah. literally. And I, and I liked my little dress I had on, too, oh, so look, that was nice. You already know you're going to jump when it's time. You know. <laughs> when it's time jump. to get dressed, you know she's gonna this do old it. pageant yes. bitch will come right on come out. Come right on out. Right okay. on out. So, you know, it was interesting. Speaking of the White House Correspondents Dinner and the, the accompanying gala yes. that Byron threw after, I was a little bit confused as because folks kept coming up to me, the mm-hmm. mayor of Atlanta and all these, you know, again, leaders of black excellence yes. in the community. Eb, you ain't going to date the best driver? I said, <laughs> I said, what are y'all talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, because as you know, I had uh, interviewed Dr. Ayanna yes. Vanzan, yes. I did Sorrel on the, the Griot show I host every weekday at six o'clock check your local listings How about that the griot with ebony k williams mm-hmm. so i had dr uh, Van Zandt on and we were discussing uh, a continuation of the conversation that she started on The Breakfast Club a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that was really rooted Dustin in how she describes black women today showing up as men in skirts yeah. and I thought that was uh, worth unpacking you know mm-hmm. I, I didn't even think that she was wrong in fact I actually agree you understood uh, what I, she was saying absolutely yeah. I understood what she was saying what she was implying and really what she was challenging uh, this generation of black women to do when it comes to our feminine and masculine energies mm-hmm. uh, and, and I thought that was a worthwhile conversation Dustin mm-hmm. and I thought it was one that wor- w- was worthy of exploration so mm-hmm. I invited Dr. Von Zahn on the show and we actually had a, a, a beautiful vulnerable, a provocative conversation. Yeah. Let you know social media, which mm-hmm. which we, you know, is a part of our business. C- cut the little clip up and, and that's good. And of course, we're going to go for the most provocative soundbite because we yeah. do want to garner what has happened. I want to be clear. I want to say, Dustin, I'm grateful mm-hmm. for the fact that the culture has such an insatiable appetite for this mm-hmm. particular conversation. And amplified it in that way. Yeah. Baby. It's everywhere. I want to thank The Breakfast Club. Yeah. I want to thank Tyrese. Spiritual word. <laughs> I want to thank spiritual word. I want to thank uh, the good brother Jason Lee yes. and Hollywood Unlocked. Yes. Although Jason jumped his motherfucking ass in the comment with his ownership based ass with something <laughs> cute to say. But we got that together. That's cute, Jason. Shout out to Jason Lee and Hollywood Unlocked. Uh, and, and everybody else. That mm-hmm. really, shout out to Viola Davis who was in the comments. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Claudia Jordan who My was girl, in the comments. Yes. The I mean, this was almost like a congregation yeah. of aspects and different pockets mm-hmm. of black America from politics. I mean... It was fantastic to see us all participating mm-hmm. in a conversation about where is the current relationship mm-hmm. between black men and black women? Yeah. And where does it go? And what are the consequences of us being stagnant uh, where we see there is both rupture and the need to repair when it comes to the black family mm-hmm. and the, the romantic interpersonal relationships of black men and women? Mm-hmm. And I think that is imperative, Dustin, to frame that that is the intention. That's the context of, of, of this, this dialogue. Yeah. So, Absolutely. You know, I'm not even going to, uh, you know, unpack these facts for y'all because I know you've seen the mm-hmm. clip. And hopefully, what you've also seen, because I'm going to post it on my social media, Dustin, the full interview of myself and Dr. Vanzan Ayanla. And then. Uh, yesterday, as a, the, the recording of this episode of Holding Court, uh, the good sis, my, my my real dear colleague, and really has become a close friend of mine, yep. Miss Teslin Figaro. Yes, brilliant we, uh, Teslin. 
You know, Tesla is just a special, a special individual. Yes, she is. Um, she's she's what we call bilingual. She mm-hmm. calls herself the hood whisperer, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yet, which I love for her, it's great branding, br- yes. brilliant marketing, Miss Tez. Uh, and, and she also understands the deep complexities of the things in which she speaks to. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Tez and I, I was I was coming back from D.C. I hit her on the on the uh, text. Yo, sis, will you you hop on this IG live with me and have this conversation further? She says, say less. Mm-hmm. So she brilliantly created content because that's what we do as content creators. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, and that's going to air Thursday on Teslin's show. But you can currently see it on my Instagram live yeah. where we unpacked it deeper. So people uh, were mad. At, they're mad at your friend, Dustin. Mm. They're Aww. mad at me. <laughs> oh, what are we what are we going to do? Wow. Well, you know, my feelings are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing. They're mad. And, and I, I figure since they're already mad, mm-hmm. I would go ahead and give them cause to be incensed. My My girl. My girl. So what I want y'all to realize is when Ayan Lavanzon asked me, mm-hmm. she didn't ask you. Mm-hmm. She didn't ask my mother. Mm-hmm. She didn't ask any other black woman in America in that moment. She asked me. Yes. Would I date a bus driver? Yep. Currently. Mm-hmm. And all I said, Dustin, was if he owns the bus. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I did not say. Would you date a bus driver? Would you date if a bus If he owns driver? the bus. If he owns no. it. If he owns the bus. See, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. (laughs) I'm not talking about Mm -hmm. that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who Mm -hmm. we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver Mm -hmm. if he was, if he loved driving the bus, if he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well. I did not say, oh, I don't date men without college degrees. I didn't mm-hmm. say that. Nope. Uh, because I don't subscribe to that. I didn't say I don't date men who don't make $100,000 a year. Right. Never came out your mouth. Never came out of my mouth. Not, not even a consideration. I'm going to prove it to you in one second. Mm-hmm. All I simply said was if he owns the bus. But let me tell you what I can gather people heard based off of the comments. And I want to talk about the. The volume of comments, like we said, we, we gave our thanks and gratitude to all the platforms that have amplified uh, myself in this conversation. We're talking about over 35,000 comments. Mm-hmm. And that's that's as, as of the recording of this episode of Holding Court. It's only getting it's bigger. It's only getting bigger. And of those comments, Dustin, most all of them uh, call me everything but a child of God. Mm. Uh, and, and what they heard me say that I never said was bus drivers ain't shit. Bus drivers are broke. Bus drivers are beneath me. I know that those who have rational sense know that that is nothing that I said, thought or implied or even believe. That's not even how you are. You're not that type of person. Well, and again, for those that are even a little bit familiar with my work, that have read even a little bit of my first or my second book. The second one is called Bet on Black. The (laughs) The good good news news about about being being black black in America today. And in it, what you will read is, I think, a very important story. First of all, Dustin, the fact that I spent so much time on black ownership in the book to the point where I devoted a whole chapter. It's called The Mm -hmm. Leverage Chapter. Mm -hmm. It's my my favorite chapter Mm -hmm. of the book. Let me be clear. Because as I say in the beginning, the opening sentence of that chapter, it's hard to be free when you don't own anything. So for me, Dustin, it's not about the money or the cash flow. It is about tethering black liberation here in America to ownership. Mm -hmm. And I believe that in my fiber and in my being. And let me prove it to you. Why? Why, Ebony? Why is that so important to you? Well, it's like this. Uh, My grandfather, Kerry James Williams Sr., Mm -hmm. Kerry's namesake. Kerry's namesake. 
He had a fourth grade education. Mm-hmm. So this is not all, all of those that want to make this about me being some mm-hmm. bougie elite bitch. Throw it out the window. You made it up. Here's the thing. Carrie had a fourth grade education. Mm-hmm. Carrie provided amply for his family. There were times when my grandmother didn't even work and when we had everything that, that, that we needed mm-hmm. as a family because my grandfather was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. He cut hair. Mm-hmm. He made moonshine and sold it. Mm-hmm. He cut graveyards on the weekend. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that that black man would not do to make sure his family had. On top of an earned income with a position in the feed meal. What mm-hmm. you know about the feed mm-hmm. meal, okay? Mm-hmm. Then he raised my mother, Miss Gloria J. Williams, yes. to always know that nobody will pay you what you will pay yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a tenet of entrepreneurship. So my mother, again, I'm a first uh, generation college graduate. Yep. So this is not about an elite education caste system. This is talking about understanding that your liberation as a black American is tethered to your ability to own something. So Gloria said she went to college for a couple of years. She went to Texas Southern for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Shout out to Texas Southern University. Yes. And after two years of listening to the aspirations coming out of undergraduate with student debt and and and, and, and a mid-tier, mid-management, $50,000 a year job, my mom said, bullshit, I can do better than that on my own. Mm-hmm. And so she walked out those collegiate doors and she started a business. Mm-hmm. She at first put herself through cosmetology school, doesn't I'm telling y'all this for a fucking reason, so keep listening. She put herself through cosmetology school. She never worked in anybody's chair. That was her choice. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought she was crazy because everybody said, oh, well, you know, you just just got your license. You should go work in someone's shop first. Get your your skill set together. My mom said, yeah, fuck all that. Yep. And she opened Gigi's Hair Care Center yep. the day after graduation. Yep. So that's what I've seen growing up is five, six, seven, yep. ten years old. She took the money from Gigi's Hair Care Center, just Dustin, and she opened Our Future Child Care, locations one and then two. Mm-hmm. And she took that money and she opened up Gigi's trucking and tractor trailer. Let's talk so about she it. Had, and she had not one, not two, up to three 18-wheelers that she bought, what, cash? Let's talk about it. And then she had a fleet of transportation and she was the only black woman, to my understanding, Dustin, that had a trucking and tractor trailer business in the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. So my point in saying this, y'all, this is not an indictment of individuals who drive the bus. But my legacy as Kendrick would say, my DNA Mm -hmm. mandates that I follow my legacy of entrepreneurship and honor the fact that for me and me only, ownership is essential. Now, again, I said I would prove it to you about that it's not about the money. Dustin, you have a business. I have a business. We both know, per our, you know, experience as business owners, as entrepreneurs, when it comes tax time, the first five years of any business normally results in a loss. Yep. See, some of y'all don't even know what we're talking about right now, but you're so quick to be in these fucking comments. Yep. The first five years of entrepreneurship in almost every sector shows up as a fiscal loss. Mm-hmm. So when I say I will date the bus owner, that's not about the money. That could be a man that has net zero, yep. negative income. Negative even is that what in. I was going to say. Yeah, negative. Because yep. I've been there. You, I assume you've been there. Yeah. You know, because that's a part of growing the business. Yeah. Still got one foot in. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Up top. There we go. So so I really need you guys to understand that this, for me, was a call up. This was, for me, an invitation. And, and it really pains me to say this to you, Dustin Ross, that of those 35,000 plus and growing comments in the comment section, only one or two. Mm-hmm. Only one or two. And I think they were both black men. So mm-hmm. shout out to these particular uh, enlightened, uh, forward-thinking mm-hmm. black men. They said, well, let me see something here. Maybe Miss Ebony is not so indignant and wrong to suggest that some of us drivers 
And some people, that's the maximum of your skill set is mm-hmm. to drive the bus. And it, 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 it can't be anything wrong mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Earn a good living, get your pension and your and your benefits and keep it moving. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. That's an honest, That's what you call it, making an, an honest, honest living, living, whatever the fuck you do. And yet, Dustin Ross, what we know is that some people's skill set positions them for more. Differently. Differently, yeah, yeah. Uh, something additional. Yep. It says you can take the driving of the bus and then you can build on that and it can become an ownership of the bus. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all also heard me say a fleet of buses or the bus company. I ain't never said that, y'all. I said the bus. Now, I did a little research. And I, again, I, I knew my mother's pursuit of tractor trailer and transit business. Mm-hmm. And I know about what she paid. But that was a few years ago. By a few, I mean by 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, let me Google what it costs to earn own a bus in today's America. Do you know right now, Dustin, you can get a used but certainly workable bus for less than $5,000 cash? See? You can buy it and you can own it. Then you own the bus. Then you own the bus. And you're part of the conversation. You're part of the conversation. And you are... Controlling your income source by way of bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, uh, 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 mitzvahs, uh, yeah. but, so you know, any birthday celebration, parties, yeah. anything. I mean, and that's just that. Mm-hmm. You know, old folks like to take a trip to the casino and, and to the to the uh, to the outlet mall. That's it. That's right. That's important. Yeah. They like to go to the show. That's right. They be out in the country. Yeah. You can drive and do the black college tour. Remember that? Absolutely. There's just so much you can do with that. And I'm not saying that's for everybody. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying, Dustin, is it was it was telling to me Mm -hmm. that so few people in all those comments with all that feedback saw my retort Mm -hmm. to a Yonla with if he owns the bus and missed what what was really an invitation Mm -hmm. to think of something Different. I'm not even going to say bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say think of an alternative source of income and provision. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to really fuck y'all up, some of y'all, with this. Everything in a narrative that says that we as black Americans should all just be complicit and happy with what some of y'all call an average, hardworking uh, lifestyle. That's rooted in white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And I need y'all to know that. I need y'all to really look underneath the lens of what has been packaged and sold to us, Dustin, since our arrival on this land as uh, some some far distant reward for us being good Negroes and and, and accepting our lot in life as subordinate and uh, working slash lower class and of low to to, to meager income and lifestyle and all of those things. And that's what they want. That's what white supremacy demands of us to make our peace with it and not aspire for anything different or more or uh, more creative than that. They want to cut us off from aspirations of ownership. And see, those of you that are all too willing, eager and happy to, to, to cozy yourselves up to a narrative, whether it's from Dr. Jan Levanzan or the dearly departed Kevin Samuels mm-hmm, 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 or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whoever words make you feel good about your mediocrity, mm-hmm. because for some of you, that's what you're relying upon. Mm-hmm. The mediocrity. Some of y'all can't do anything different than drive a bus or work at a McDonald's or anything else that we would consider blue collar or working mm-hmm. class. And there's beyond nothing wrong with it but some of you they they can some of y'all that have a different skill set and you are choosing not to maximize it because of the comfort of mediocrity you're doing the work of the oppressor you're doing the work of white supremacy and you don't even know it but you want to be mad at me for calling you up and a couple of the men that i responded to who started off a little spicy a little caliente a little habanero Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. little jalapeno Mm -hmm. um well miss ed uh auntie e uh what's wrong with driving the bus i said this oh no no this was a um 
a, a young man that cuts hair. He said, well, Auntie E, you know, I, I, I cut hair. I don't own the shop. So what's wrong with me? I said, let me ask you an honest question, uh, dear sir. I said, would you like to own the shop? Guess what he said? What? I would. He said, I would, and that's my goal one day. I said, and that's an excellent goal. And then all of a sudden, he's like, well, will you amplify me? I said, nobody will be your bigger cheerleader than Auntie Ebony K. Williams because mm -hmm. I so believe in that. And that's something else y'all really got to understand about me. Uh, and y'all don't really know me, some of y'all, and you only see what you see a couple times a week on, on platforms. Mm -hmm. But know that I, I live this shit for real. For real, for real. Like, for real, for real. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, you know, I can't tell you how many coffee meetings I take with people that I don't even know mm -hmm. just because they had the audacity mm -hmm. to ask me for leadership, mm -hmm. advice, guidance, young uh, people in all walks of life. So I really, really am about the cultivation of black folks liberating ourselves from a permanent. Listen to this part, y'all liberating ourselves from a permanent American underclass mm -hmm. because that has been the design for black life in America since we arrived on these shores in 1619. Yep. And for me to be a, and listen, I'm not the first to think of this. So I'm not that uh, naive or arrogant. Mm -hmm. If this was easy, Dustin, it would have been done a long time ago. Mm -hmm. The problem is there are so many vested minds and interest, black, white, and other in Continuing a narrative of black subordination, of black folks being content with the least, mm -hmm. that when you start talking about black folks aspiring, excelling, and ascending to the most, you yep. get demonized. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well, guess what? Uh, I'm here to tell all of y'all. Uh, keep calling me all the names. Keep wishing my crusty, lonely, uh, broke death <laughs> upon me. Please keep hoping that the rich men I do end up being with beat me to death. Because mm -hmm. um, that's what y'all saying. And guess what? I'll take it on the chin with a smile, baby. Because if that's what it takes to disrupt a mentality of my people who I love more than life itself, to, to really seeing with open eyes, Dustin, what is possible for us when we get out of the comfort, cozy place of mediocrity where white America wants us to be and stay. I'll take it, baby. I'll yeah. be the listen. They talked about Jesus. They sure did. And Jesus told them, fuck y'all. They said <laughs> they said when he was up on that cross, one of the last things he did was take that right hand and stick his middle That's finger. That's, <laughs> okay. it. That's, what, last I heard. Lashing. That's yeah. what I heard. Fuck That's that what I heard. But one. I might have got that from your um, your Easter retort. It That's probably been. where it I got been. that from. It been. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you can you can put me right up there with him because yeah. because I love y'all enough to tell you what you don't want to hear, to tell you the truth of the situation and the truth of the situation is not about anything being bad about being a bus driver. It is simply about as a woman who is tethered to the moral mm -hmm. issue of black ownership. See, for me, it's not, it's, it's again, y'all stop talking to me about $120,000. Yeah. I want y'all to stop talking to me about a pension plan. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to stop talking to me about benefits and even $200,000, mm -hmm. okay? I want you to start talking about what ownership looks like. That really should be the conversation today. Yep, yep. Now, why do you think it's not? Because people would rather focus their energy on um, attacking a viewpoint that is different from theirs mm -hmm. in a way that feels in the way that they feel excludes them. You know yeah. what I mean? I think a lot of the people who had something to say about you sharing your personal dating preferences, right? When someone asks you, not even your preferences, because it wasn't even a conversation about your preferences. It was a very specific question. Very specific. Would and I gave a very date, specific answer. And you gave a very specific answer that people took and ran with, which we expect that. Of we course. know people are, are going to do that, that and and not 
literally take five seconds to explore the nuances of the conversation and just consider just consider huh that's interesting that she would respond that way first of all instead of being so um silly and simple-minded i would love if 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 our people got a little more curious Mm -hmm. i wonder instead of presuming and projecting false falsities Mm -hmm. oh well she she thinks she's too good or she thinks it's something wrong with bus drivers she she must think bus drivers are broke y'all i just told you my aunt may she rest in peace sherry williams was a dispatcher for damn near 20 years for Greyhound Bus. See? I know the... I, y'all, I don't ever talk about some shit I don't know. That's yeah. what y'all really need to understand about your girl. Okay? Yeah. So I understand better than most the income levels, the the level of prosperity that we're talking about. We're talking about bus drivers, dispatchers, owners, and the like. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm saying, I'm always gonna push y'all. And see, some of y'all don't want to be pushed. And that's the real problem. Yeah. So anyways, it's very <laughs> interesting. I mean, the, that's the real tea on that. <laughs> uh, but I'm pushy as a motherfucker. And I mm-hmm. push everybody that I love. Mm-hmm. And so this mm-hmm. goes for, let me, t- let me tell you the truth. Now, now they're about to be real mad at me, Dustin. Come on with so it. So I've dated attorneys. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's your big, I'm 39. I'll be 40 in September. Mm-hmm. I went out with an attorney last year. Black man. Nice looking black man. Whatever. Um, He was 52 Mm -hmm. and he was still an associate at his law firm Mm -hmm. and he was talking to me about how stressed he was about trying to make partner at 52 years old i'm gonna tell you the truth i was turned off let me tell you why let me tell you why and this again on money in new york associate at this kind of firm he's at one of them big white shoe firms he had to be making four hundred thousand dollars a year Mm -hmm. maybe more Mm -hmm. so i don't give a fuck about the money part Mm -hmm. what i'm concerned with dear sir is what i know the math to be so 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 sir you have a georgetown law degree you've been practicing law for damn near 25 years plus you are probably being billed out by the firm Mm -hmm. so that that means the firm is is billing clients Mm -hmm. out charging Probably fifteen to two thousand dollars an hour for your services, Mm -hmm. because you know, because you pay lawyers, Mm -hmm. and I do too. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yet you are bringing home, like I said, if you're lucky after taxes, this and the third, a fraction. Mm -hmm. You're getting pennies on the dollar, so you're stressing yourself out, working seven days a week, magnifying and realizing a white man's dream. That's a problem for me, as a black woman in America. So if you were my man, if you were, and we were to do that. I don't want you to stay at that job very long at all, sir. I want to help support you in building something mm-hmm. that you can own, that we can own, that we can pass forward to a generation to talk about wealth building. But see, y'all don't want to have that conversation because yep. y'all want to make it about elitism and all this bullshit. The, no, simple, baby. the simple take, right? Yeah. I think that's that that speaks to what the bigger issue here is, which is laziness in Ooh. thought, right? Yeah, like, like it's so easy for you all. And sometimes action, if we tell and the truth. action. Yeah. It's so easy for y'all to, to say, oh, well, she must say she don't want to date nobody that don't make no money. No, motherfucker. Had you listened <laughs> to the conversation, you would understand mm-hmm. the point that you were making. But you would rather take this, this really broad stroke, top level approach and just... You know the easiest take possible. You yeah, know what I'm the saying? Simple and take, run with that. The lazy like, take. The the take that requires nothing of me as a culture. The take that requires me to do nothing different, mm-hmm. to not think differently, and I'll never give you that take. So anytime you listen to me on a platform, I don't give a fuck if it's the Breakfast Club, the mm-hmm. Grio, the View, mm-hmm. Holding Court, mm-hmm. or anything else. Mm-hmm. I am always going to expect and demand the most of my people. Why, yeah. Dustin Ross? Because that's who I think we innately are. Yeah. I think everything that pushes us in a position in a corner of less than, minimum, average, is whiteness. Yeah. I think that's white supremacy doing its masterful work and guess what I'm no longer bound by white supremacy baby and me and mine will never be and that comes like I said from at least three generations Mm -hmm. of black people 
with limited education, mm-hmm. um, going back the previous two, especially my grandfather, mm-hmm. saying, not on my watch. Yep. I will not work my finger to the bone to enhance white wealth only. Yep. I will do it in a way that enhances me and mine. And if you have a problem with that take, I think you need to look at the mirror. And you need to really unpack why that is. Why is that so threatening to to the mere suggestion of black ownership? Yeah. And that's that on that, you know, um, to whom it may concern. Oh, well, 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 there's two more, (laughs) two more elements we need to address before we go to the docket. Mm hmm. And that's our good friends over at the Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. First of all, y'all should have seen the smile on Dustin's face. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, shout out to the Breakfast Club. I really want to appreciate y'all for always, always, always supporting and uplifting uh, this content uh, yes. that, that we create. Yes. And it's a and it's a blessing. So that's important. So they started the conversation today on the Breakfast Club as of the airing of this, and they wanted to make it the question of the day: mm-hmm. Would you date a blessed driver? And in this conversation, it was just going to be. Uh, Envy, who we love, Charlamagne, who we love, yes. and Flame Monroe, who we love, yes, yes. who's the guest host today. Shout out to Flame. Teslin Figaro, who we've mentioned earlier, does now, um, she is the regular host of uh, Headline News. I love that. Which, which I love for her. I love for the culture. She's excellent at yep. it. Shout out to Teslin Figaro. Yes. But Tesla said, oh, y'all talking about Ebony's conversation with Ayanla? Oh, I actually just did an Instagram live with her, and it's going to post on my podcast. Shout out to her podcast, Straight Shot No Chaser, yes. on the Black Effect Network. That's right. Who, who we are friends of. Alum. Alum. We're Black Effect alum. We are alum, class yeah. of, yep. <laughs> inaugural year. <laughs> inaugural, okay. Up Boom. top. Boom. Uh, and, you know, Tesla said, I'd like to be here for this conversation. Mm-hmm. So they arranged for that. So the four of them, Flame, Teslin, Envy and Charlemagne participated in this conversation and took calls. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, you know, I do feel that Envy and Charlemagne, both married men of 20 plus years, Mm -hmm. both been at the dating game. 20 plus years. And, um, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and, you know, I think it's very interesting that Envy wanted to talk about on one breath. He opened it and said, well, Ebony's entitled to her preferences, which I appreciate. Thank you, Envy. But then he went on to say that, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. Okay. Right. And he went on to talk about how when he was a, a, a younger man, he worked at the U.S. Open and he was getting the balls off the ground for the tennis players and pros. And then, you know, it's important that we make space in the culture for people to, to get a start. Obviously, all reasonable minds would agree in people. Yeah. But Tesson made the good point, Dustin. Well, how old were you when you were doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rash- what's his name? Rashid? Mm-hmm. Rashad? Rashad? Mm-hmm. Rashad? How old mm-hmm. were you when you were doing that? And the answer was 17. Okay, great. <laughs> so so here's here's what we know about that, uh, Envy. Of course, everybody needs a start. I used to sell hot wings and French fries at a little place called Hooters. Yeah. And I did it three different times yep. as, a, as a freshman and, and as a law student twice. Yeah. I folded sweaters at J. Crew. Same. I'm, my first job was at the Gap. At the Gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me tell you what's real trifling that my mama had me do. Shout out to Gloria <laughs> J. Williams. So you know when you f- first started those retail jobs, they mm-hmm. give you six outfits. Yes. So you could wear. Yes. Uh, I don't even think they still do this shit no more because we fucked it up for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I got my six outfits. Mm-hmm. And after about three days of work, I ain't never. She, she wouldn't let me go back. <laughs> so that's, that's the stock in which I come from. So for those of you that are confused as to why I have this take. Just blame it yes, on Gloria. Okay. Okay. Uh, but another job that I had, when we talking about starting off, mm-hmm. Chili's, baby. Yes. I want my baby back, baby Chili? back, baby back, baby back ribs. Okay. When I tell you I sold the fuck out of those goddamn Southwestern egg rolls, Dustin, and them fucking Presidente margaritas. Absolutely. Like my life depended on it. You know how many people I know that have made careers out of working in the restaurant and food service injury? That's it. In- injury. Indus- <laughs> Indus- <laughs> industry. Freudian slip. Okay, right. <laughs> you can't get hurt I, I, on that. Who, who, have, who have sent their children to college? That's it. Who have provided... You know, substantially thriving homes so, and shit. So the the point here 
Envy and all of those listening to this, nobody ever is not going to make the space for a start. Right. But at my big age, which again, the comment section wanted to remind me about, you know, mm-hmm. the bitch ain't you about 50. Okay, I'll take that. I'll be that. Um, Guess what, though? At my big age of 39, almost 40, I am not looking to partner, Dustin, Mm-mm. with someone who's just starting. Mm-mm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that at this point in life, I'm looking to partner. And let me be clear. Somebody, oh, well, he, they, she didn't say marry. She said date. I'm not dating casually at this point in my life. That's a personal choice. Right. I'm not somebody that suffers from perpetual loneliness like some. Me either. I'm not somebody who needs to be held no. when it's raining outside. Nope. Like some. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. That's Would right. Would I love to partner and connect, Dustin, with the right individual? Sure. That's going to be additive emotionally. If I felt like it. If I felt like it culturally. Yeah. And, an- and another thing. I felt like I felt like you when I did that. Yeah. And another and thing. Another thing <laughs> God damn it. That's right. Y'all be watching too many Tyler Perry movies. And I said this to Teslin. This narrative where all bus drivers look like Shamar Moore and our holy sanctified saints mm-hmm. that never tell a lie, never cheat, and never do nothing wrong. Yeah. That's a fantasy. And then, and then you know, like the uh, Tyler Perry movie, uh, Temptation. Yeah. Yes, yes. With your girl, uh, uh, Journey Smollett. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the man with the money had full-blown AIDS. Yes. You know, y'all want to make everybody with that the story. education and, 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 a, and a couple of dollars to rub together the devil. And they're destined to, to live a horrible life and die early by themselves. Stop with that. I also think it's lame that everyone else has decided to make bus drivers this position of dowdy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, less than, you know, confident. You know, you know, it's it's a it's not a position that people occupy when they're down on their luck. No, people, it's a choice. People, city bus drivers get paid very well. Very well. They have incredible benefits. That, that, that's a position that people seek out for stability. So the fact that this audience yes. and, and even Dr. Van Zandt have chosen to that. boogeymen, to boogeymen, yeah, bus like, drivers and MTA. We live in New York City, Dustin. I know several MTA. First of all, let's talk about this. <laughs> this narrative, this is what this all comes down to. White supremacy, one bucket. Mm-hmm. White supremacy and the narrative of black folks need to shut the fuck up and be content with the least average and lowest available uh, lifestyle and resources. That's white supremacy. Number two mm-hmm. narrative that I saw coming up over and over again in this conversation, Dustin. Nobody wants black women. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to remind us all of the statistics that say that black women are the least desirable. Nobody wants y'all. It was it was giving Mr. from the color purple, mm-hmm. really. Right. <laughs> it really you was. Can't cook. Yeah. <laughs> ugly. Yeah. Okay. So we ain't shit. We understand. We're all fat. We're all out of shape. We're all bald headed bitches with not a hair on our head or a lash on our eye. Yeah. That's the narrative. Okay. That's what they want. Yeah. That's what they want for us. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Um. And and thus thus. What none of us get to do, because they was even coming in on, on, on the good sis test when she said she like I'm fresh out the penitentiary because they got that dangling. She was joking. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda by her own admission. <laughs> um, but then it's, well, bitch, how you gonna say that? The point is, when we are black women in America, Dustin, we need to understand our lot in life is at the lowest of the low, the undesirables, to quote our Indian caste system. Mm-hmm. You know, I just came back mm-hmm. from India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Namaste. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what they want us to believe. And if you dare have any preference, whether it be uh, a, a white collar career, whether it be an entrepreneur, whether it be a fresh out the penitentiary mm-hmm. that's laying that good good. Mm-hmm. Who the hell do you think you are to have yep. a preference? You, you are need to, to take what take was given. What to you. you can get, bitch. That's the narrative, and I'm, I, I I will never ever concede that. I'll never because guess what? It takes just one. Mm-hmm. Ray J said I had one wish. One wish. <laughs> 
I think what people don't understand is what you were speaking to a bigger issue as far as as value and as far as, you know, knowing your worth. Yeah. That's not just something that applies in, a, in, in you know, your romantic conquests or whatever. That's sure. uh, that's a philosophy that you apply to every section of your to life, every section of my life. And then now we really go, oh, I got uh, brother Charlemagne got to come to you and then we're going to be done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlemagne in that conversation uh, on The Breakfast Club w- said that his big biggest thing mm-hmm. with the conversation between me and Dr. Von Zant was women don't get to ask for what they don't provide. They don't get to want something that they don't bring to the table. And then uh-huh. the conversation so then the conversation goes to, well, does Ebony own anything? This is this is the conversation on the Breakfast Club. Okay. Well, I don't know, and I don't know, and I don't know. Well, Charlemagne, I don't know what in the world possess you to act blind, deaf, and dumb all at the same time <laughs> on the Breakfast Club. When good sir, we've known each other for many years. Yeah. You, we've actually done several business dealings together. Mm-hmm. You know, and so what you know for fact, if nothing else, I own uh, the rights and responsibilities of my podcast. You mm-hmm. know that because we've brokered a deal, mm-hmm. and, and it had to be extensively negotiated. Mm-hmm. I'll frame it that way mm-hmm. in order to make sure that I. retained and maintain my insistence on the ownership of the intellectual property as it relates to holding court with Ebony K. Williams. So at a minimum, Charlemagne, you know know I own that amongst everything else I own. So again, I I don't know why the uh, sudden case of amnesia around whether or not Ebony owns anything Mm -hmm. for her to be demanding ownership from a man. Mm -hmm. Because Charlemagne, respectfully, my good brother, my darling dear colleague in this industry, you actually know better. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So let's just act keep like it. Act like you know. Act like you know. Okay. So let's just keep it a buck. Let's keep it intellectually honest. Let's instead of, uh, you know, appeasing the culture. And I'm not saying specifically Charlemagne, but just folks in general with, with this conversation, including my sore Dr. Von Zant, instead of telling black Americans what they might be comforted by temporarily. Mm-hmm. What would it look like if we pushed? Mm-hmm. What would it look like if we called one another up to the highest levels of leadership, ownership mm-hmm. that are possible for your particular skill set? Mm-hmm. And as, as the good sister Monique would say, I, I love, love y'all for, for real. real. <laughs> yeah, and I'm done with it. So now, after an hour and a half, we're going to get to the docket <laughs> of the day. <laughs> I love it. It had to be said. It had to be it. said. Okay, now with all of that, let's run through this docket real quick. Don Lemon, who I yes. was able to converse with a bit over the weekend in D.C. at the White House Correspondence Ball. Uh, many in the culture, Dustin, were shocked when mm-hmm. last week uh, Don Lemon announced that he was ceremoniously fired. Yeah. He said he was stunned. Yeah. When he got fired from CNN after 17 years of, of work and service at the network. I'm going to start just by reading his comment. Okay. This was on Twitter. I was informed this morning by my agent... Full disclosure, we have the same agent, UTA. Okay. That I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. Put a pin in that. Mm. (laughs) With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked uh, with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business, and I wish them all the best. Okay. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm not going to um, even get it all messy mm-hmm. uh, because that's a, not what we do in holding court. And really, right. there's nothing to see here, people. No. There's really, I'm going to tell, tell you what it is. Don has already hired a high-powered Los Angeles entertainment attorney by the name of Brian Friedman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, has previously represented several in the business. I want to say Gabrielle Union for sure. 
I want to say this was one of the lawyers with uh, dealing with the Nene Leakes Bravo situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he currently represents, this is attorney Brian Friedman, Chris Cuomo, okay. who was Don's colleague over at CNN. Remember, they used mm-hmm. to pa- pass off the mm-hmm. show to one another. I used to love that moment. <laughs> they ahead. loved yeah. it, too. They mm-hmm. were such, they were so bro-y. Yeah. So yeah. bro-y in that. Um, anyways, y'all remember Chris Cuomo was fired, amongst other reasons, for... Um, engaging in ways that the network wasn't comfortable with with his brother, mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo, as it related to his sexual harassment mm-hmm. scandal. So Chris Cuomo was fired. He is currently seeking $125 million from CNN uh, because he was fired in 2021. We're currently in 2023. I want to be clear, Chris has not gotten any money yet. Mm-hmm. That case remains outstanding. It's also being reported, by the way, y'all know Tucker Carlson over at Fox News was fired we, we, the same, they got fired yeah, the, the same, same day. Yeah, the same damn day. <laughs> On the same damn day. Yeah. Uh, and... Tucker has also hired Brian Friedman. Mm-hmm. So Brian is representing several folks. Now, let me tell you why this, I say there's nothing to see here. Now, I'm not about to sit up here and litigate with y'all why Don Lemon was fired. I'm not exactly sure, and neither the fuck are y'all. Yeah. Okay, y'all talking a bunch of shit. Was it because of what he said about Nikki Haley? Was it because of the viral clip that has um, made its rounds subsequent the firing of him with the Indian yeah. descendant, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the man of Indian descent who is a Republican candidate for presidency, mm-hmm. blah, 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 where, you know, Don is advocating for uh, the eradication of anti-blackness mm-hmm. and the Indian man is is not or was it, you know, there was this awful Daily uh, Beast piece mm-hmm. published about Don talking about how he's a misogynist and mm-hmm. he was doing this and that and all this, to, you know, all these women colleagues at CNN. Who knows? What I do know is this. Let's just say all that shit was true. Mm-hmm. Don actually should still get paid. I'm going to tell you why. So with these kinds of talent contracts, and let's talk about the one Don had. Don okay. had a uh, $7 million a year contract that he just renewed in 2022, and it runs through 2026. Y'all do the math, but essentially Don is saying he is owed $25 million plus on the deal per, mm-hmm. you know, the balance of mm-hmm. the deal. Like, if y'all want to see me go, y'all want me off the air, cool. Yeah. Run me my money. Yeah. And... And I'm, I'm not some close personal friend of Don Lemon. I want to be clear because there is some coverage, uh, including the ladies on The View and different people that are very pro Don Lemon in their commentary around this. And they admit, mm-hmm. most of them with integrity, that it, a lot of it, uh, some of it at least, is because they are close personal mm-hmm. friends with Don. They mm-hmm. hang out with Don in Sag Harbor. They hang out with Don in the Hamptons. I don't hang out with Don. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not the nature of my relationship. Don and I are nothing more than industry colleagues yeah. who share a talent agent. Yeah. That's about it. But that said, objectively speaking, because that's what we do here on Holding Court, that's right. Don is owed his money because of this, if, if for no other reason. Y'all remember Megan Kelly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember she was in a, I want to say, 76-ish million dollar long-term multi-year deal with NBC Universal for that shortly-lived hot-ass mess daytime Horrible talk show, show that yes. she had. Megan was fired. We all saw it. Well, it was several offenses, but the, the, the cat's meow, as mm-hmm. they call it, was when she sat on daytime television. Mm-hmm. And said in the year 20, I don't know what it was, 20, maybe mm-hmm. something, 2019, whatever the fuck it was. And she said that she did not see the problem with blackface at this point. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. NBC, you said enough is enough. And they fired her ass. They canceled her immediately. And then she filed suit and she got every red cent of her 70 plus million dollar deal. So that sets a precedent, Dustin, mm-hmm. that says when you terminate on air talent, for something for quote wrongdoing, mm-hmm. right? Something egregious that they have said on air or behind the scenes that puts your company in peril. Yeah. You absolutely have the right to do that, but you must make good on the fiscal promise mm-hmm. that you made to them. Absolutely. So if Megan Kelly got paid 
run Don Lemon his shit. Don Lemon should get paid. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And that's that on that. That's it. That's business practices, right? That's, that's, that's the way that, that things should go. Yeah. So love yeah. him or hate him. If you hate him, be glad he's gone. Yeah. You know, if you love him, wish him well in his future endeavors, but give him the rest but of his money his from money. that contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And CNN knows that. And they CNN were, knows that. They, were with, they considered that before they even let him go. They considered, you know, whether or not sure. they would be willing to do that. So, And I'm sure that, that you know, to me, what would be in everybody's best interest is to go ahead and do a, uh, you know, settle that up real quiet. quick and quiet and keep it keep it pushing mm -hmm. because in the big scheme of things 25 million dollars is not a lot of money to cnn because no. because god only knows what fucking bag they just gave uh the, the good good queen gail king absolutely you know what to I mean? sit up there with charles barkley for one hour let's a week. start there for uh -huh. gail king fucking gail fucking king that's it to even consider yes sharing a desk with charles damn barkley you know them zeros are one right after the other in that contract you I, know that I, and to leave cbs please well no no that's the thing, Dustin. She's not Auntie leaving. Auntie Gail is not leaving. Oh, she said up there. Right. I just, you know, we just saw two nights ago at the gala uh, that Byron threw, where she was uh, mm -hmm. acknowledged as the journalist uh, that we honored for the year. Mm -hmm. Gail said, "Not only am I not going anywhere from from CBS, not only am I, you know, here with CNN." She said, I got, "I'm looking for some more jobs." She said, "Byron, what you? That's what she said." I, swear I know to God. that's right, Gail. Gail, Gail said, Gail "What you got Burris. going on?" Okay, yeah, that's it. I know that's right. Yeah, give me all the bags. Okay, she on Gail, her candy that's shit. That's it. She I mad. She's on her candy burrs. So Gail said, um, "And I'm not even." thinking about retirement Good she made for that her. clear too i didn't know she was staying at cbs yeah because the cnn thing is once a week baby oh go ahead gail she, she just she did that all the way go right. ahead gail Ooh, gail got the, ooh, ooh. Yeah, now, now, that, now that's that's the kind of ownership hustling up i'm talking about you know what gail I mean? got some, mm. it's aspirational it sure is i'm gonna say it just like that so with that said yeah 25 mil ain't really nothing uh to cnn at this point and i'm sure to your point dustin that they baked that into the cake for sure they said you know what all these headaches or whatever they felt don was causing that that caused them to want to uh dismiss and say goodbye to you sir mm -hmm. that will be worth it and let's keep it all the way real i you know cnn has definitely you know uh, taking a pivot in their direction, okay, oh, no and, and, and what and what what the conversation is, yeah. you know, from their platform, and I don't think that they were in agreement with the new Don Lemon. We know no. this is a different Don Lemon we, than we were introduced to. Yes, this is a different <laughs> Don Lemon that told us many moons ago to stop sagging yeah, and smoking. Yeah. Um, now it's been a it's been a res, uh, a, a revelation yeah. from Don Lemon, mm -hmm. it's John Lemon 2.0, and that's that's fine. People are allowed to change their minds. They didn't they, want that anymore. No, well, you know, let, let's name it right. They had new ownership mm -hmm. by the way of the new president of Warner Brothers. Yes. And that individual has a track record of conservative donorship. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just have to say these things. That's what it is. That's what it is. And that individual did not want, uh, I don't think, any anchor mm -hmm. sitting on air talking about uh, anything that would do any amplification and elevating of black life in America. I'm going to say it like that, because I think that has to be part of the reason that Laura Coates who is as experienced as most of these other, you know, 45 and under women that they're just tossing out shows to like peanuts. Mm -hmm. And this young woman had been filling in for Dawn for many, 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 almost a year, maybe more. And she was told that she's not going to be getting a, a permanent role. Yeah. So, I mean, this, the messaging is clear it's here. Clear. So at this point, run him his damn money. And Don Lemon will see opportunity elsewhere for sure. 1,000%. Yeah. Okay. So. I will watch his talk show. It would probably be extremely messy. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, he'll probably he he'll have no shortage of viewership. Mm -hmm. Well, Wendy, will you There's know he used to? Wendy. I was just gonna say, and he used to do that hot topics panel all the time. Don would probably enjoy that. I, I expect to see that coming mm -hmm. personally, but we'll see. Stand by. Mm -hmm. 
So we talked about taxes in the opening of the show, specifically around my extremely high tax liability. Shout out to the IRS. IRS uh, and the S, okay? Because <laughs> let me tell you, it's only two people that mm-hmm. I'm afraid of in this mm-hmm. whole thing called life. Mm-hmm. My father, God. And the IRS. That's right. Okay, let me, let me tell you the truth about it. That's right. So Miss Beyonce Knowles Carter has filed a petition in tax court. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she, too, understands the gravity of the I, the R, and the S. For sure. According to Forbes magazine, Beyonce has filed a petition in U.S. tax court contesting a nearly $2.7 million tax and penalties bill. So let's talk about this petition. Uh, it was filed early in April. Beyonce is seeking to have the court reconsider mm-hmm. additional fees assessed by the IRS in January of this year, 2023. And she's doing so. There's a tool that she's using. It's mm-hmm. called the Notice of deficiency. Okay. Uh, let's define this. That's um, what we need to start giving people. You know what? Here's a notice of deficiency, motherfucker. This is where you wrong. <laughs> That's what we're going to start passing this out. Is you coming up short, this my dude. This could be our new segment. Yeah, okay, notice of deficiency. Who's getting a notice of deficiency like this week? That. Okay. Put a pin in let's that. Let's start slipping, motherfuckers. We're going to yeah. start putting that in the rundown. Notice of deficiency. That's it. Because okay. some of y'all deficient as... Oh. Okay, so Ashley, speaking of her brilliant producing, she's given us a little caveat here on the sidebar. Uh, uh, this is the definition of a notice of deficiency per mm-hmm. H&R Block. Mm-hmm. And if y'all H&R Block would like us to say more about your company, <laughs> feel free to uh, buy advertising ads. It's the okay? opportunity is right there. <laughs> it's right there okay. for the taking. Clearly, we have alignment. That's it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> a notice of deficiency... Also called a statutory notice of deficiency or Mm -hmm. a 90 day letter. Okay. Those are all terms used. It's a legal notice in which the IRS commissioner determines the taxpayer's tax deficiency. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Okay. Now let's go back to Beyonce. In her notice, let's talk the numbers. They're saying that $805,850, so uh, around $800,000 basically, Mm -hmm. uh, in additional tax is owed. That's what they're saying. Uh, they're also saying that they're penalizing her, Dustin, 161000 uh from a bill back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Then they're adding, damn, $1.4 million essentially and some change in additional tax. So they're just saying this is just a more taxes you didn't pay. And then again, another penalty of almost 300000 288000 and some change owed from 2019. So run it back down. They got a penalty for 2019. Mm-hmm. They got a penalty for 2018. Mm-hmm. They're saying you were short, you were deficient. There's mm-hmm. that word again uh, on this $1.4 million, and then another almost a million just in additional taxes in general. Mm-hmm. Here's the dispute. Miss Beyonce is disputing the deficiency. She's she's saying I'm not short at all. Essentially, mm-hmm. she's saying that the IRS failed to give her the full value of her deductions. Again, those of us, especially they run well, really only only mostly business owners are are really privy to this deductive language. Yeah, uh, because you know that is the none of the one of the benefits mm-hmm. of owning either an LLC or S corp. <gasps> what or, another benefit of ownership? The well, ties that bind. Well, 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 color me crazy. Color me crazy. Ain't that crazy? What? Yeah, it's this crazy thing, Dustin. Wow. Where when you own your business, instead of just being uh, a a hourly or salaried employee, mm-hmm. hence the people that get W-2s, mm-hmm. so when you get these 1099s, mm-hmm. you're allowed to deduct mm-hmm. the expenses associated with your income. I just want somebody to ask Beyonce if she get a W-2. Anyway, Beyonce is disputing this. <laughs> I mean, just it just be right. The point just be if, just, if anybody looking for the itself. bottom line. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, just well, ask ask her if she dated bus driver. Yeah. Anyway, um, Beyonce is saying that she did not get her full deduction value. Mm-hmm. She's saying that she gave almost a million dollars, eight hundred and sixty-eight thousand, and then some in charitable. She said that's just what I gave away. Mm-hmm. 
to charity. And we both know that charitable deductions are a major way Absolutely. which you can undercut that tax bill. Mm-hmm. So Beyonce is saying, give me my credit mm-hmm. for my big, gracious heart. And then she, she just wants them to settle that bill. That's settle all she that bill. She, calls, she wants to speak to the manager. She Basically, said, she said let me speak on. to the regional yeah. manager. Okay. Um, she's also contested <laughs> penalties. <laughs> she's saying that... Um, 20% of the underpayment that uh, the IRS statute is saying, y'all know she's CEO of Parkwood again, mm-hmm. ownership. Mm-hmm. She argues in her petition that the extra uh, penance should not apply because she's at, oh, so the tax uh, office was giving her like a 20% penalty. That's where those penalties come from. Mm-hmm. Cause they're saying when you underpay, not only do you owe us the money that we think you owe us, we're also going to penalize you on top yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. So that's that 20%. So she's saying, nah, Y'all need to y'all need to eat that. Take that off the bill mm-hmm. because I operated in good faith. And if I did short y'all, I didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. So I should not have a punitive 20 percent uh, penalty, which, you know, makes sense. Keep this in mind. This is all in the backdrop of her gearing up for her world tour for Renaissance. I yes. know a lot of folks got tickets in uh, Paris mm-hmm. and London. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Toronto and, going to- and London. OK, yeah. mm-hmm. got that. Got that. Got that. So. That's the thing with Beyonce. Here's the here's the thing I will say about it. Um, again, you know, I, I'm I'm no uh, stranger when it comes to talking about my relationship with the I, the R, and the S. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all should know this. Y'all should y'all should learn from Miss Beyonce here. For those of you, see, and again, this is where some folks are different. Not better or worse, just, just different. different. April comes around for some folks in the culture, and it's a very exciting time. <laughs> Let's just, we got to tell the truth. It's an exciting time. Because they're going to get something called a refund. Mm-hmm. They're going to get money back. And they're going to do various things with it. Uh, some make smart investments. Um, Buy a bus. Some. <laughs> 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 I, I love just teed it, teed it up. Dustin just knocked it out the park. That's it. Yeah, you, know, you can buy a bus. You're mm. Five, six thousand dollars. You can buy a whole bus. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, and some people do other things. Uh, the point is, it's your money, so you get to do with it what you want. Right, I, I firmly believe. No, no, no. Uh, you know, uh, work and shaming over no, here. No, you know, That's what you want to do, sis. Do live it. your life. Yeah. Uh, or bro, or you want to get a chain. You know, yeah. go do that. Whatever. Whatever. It's your money. Mm-hmm. So some people get excited for April Dustin because they get a tax return, and that's great. There are others of us that really have to pry ourselves off the ledge <laughs> every every April. Every April. Every April. My phone be ringing. It be my account. Yeah. Like, bitch. It's a drinking just, just listen. You it's dread a, it's it. A heavy, it's a heavy alcohol consumption. We month. still going to the damn principal's office. It feels like you got called to the it's principal's so, office. It's a, it's a, I be like, how is it April again? And it's not. I just it was wanna, just April, Dustin. Not to get too far off. Yeah. But this is not a once a, a year, you know, you know, uh, plight that we no, have. No. We can't even enjoy every check we get because you know you got to put damn near half the money up into, into an the, account. Into that. So you can be all right. On my own payroll. So you could just write the check That's in it. April. I'm so sad. Yeah. And, and, and Lawrence, first of all, I don't know what happened. I guess, you know, you know, I got to give it up to, to, to Puff. Because mm-hmm. he did say more money, more profits. Yeah, and that's real. And the older I get, the more I'm seeing that shit is the truth. I'll be like, damn. Son. I'm like, Laura, we just talked. Anyway, shout out to Laura, my my CPA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank God for you, sis. Yes. Because uh, otherwise, I might be in the penitentiary. Yes. Yeah, and we all know I'm really not designed We're for not time. We're not doing that. Anyway, what, the, what y'all should know and take from this is when you get those deductions and you're in that type of tax situation where you are paying the government, you can ask for this type of relief, as you see Beyonce doing. Like, it's as simple as I've been on the phone uh, in years past where, they, you know, you owe this and this and this and this. And, and then if you get a really good agent on the mm-hmm. phone, 
Mm-hmm. They'll say, I'm not saying this, but I'm saying this. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. I sure have. Uh-huh. And they'll say, well, you know, you could ask mm-hmm. for relief. Yeah. You could ask I'm just for like, forgiveness. I, I've seen people before That's where they'll they, you know, Yeah, they'll tell you something. They'll tell you without telling without you. Without telling you. They'll yeah. be like, well, you know, uh, you know, what you owe is this. But, mm-hmm. but, but something, like you said, something I've seen historically is when you when you ask, you shall receive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's what I really want y'all to take from this Beyonce story is what she's doing is, you know, at a very, very high level. It's talking about almost $3 million because she is Beyonce. We understand yeah. that. But know that, th- and this is the whole point of holding court. Yeah. Is we take these stories that relate to the biggest celebrities in the world and we apply them to our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. So you might be sitting at home right now in Colorado or Memphis and you might owe on your small business $12,000 and you might be like, damn, how the fuck am I going to come up with $12,000? Just get on the phone with them. Next yeah. thing you know, that $12,000 is six. Yeah. I've seen it. I've lived it. it. How about that? You know? You have to ask. You Close mouths and closed legs. Don't, Don't get, never fed. get fed. So you got to ask, okay? <laughs> you got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Huh. But yeah, oh. shout out to Beyonce, though. You yeah. know, I don't give a damn how much money you got. It's always about saving. Yeah, you have Always. to watch every dollar. And, that, let and that that's be why the message. rich people stay rich. You got to watch what's going out, what's coming in, all of that. She can all very easily make this go away by writing a check. She can write the check, whatever. Yeah. but that's not how, how wealthy people remain no. wealthy. You know, you got to, like you said, you got to watch everything that's coming in and everything go, that's going out. And when there's opportunities to reduce, to reduce liability, you do that. You yeah. do that. So shout out to the CEO of Parkwood. That's right. Beyonce also known owner, the ownership, owner, the owner operator of Parkwood. All right, we're going to finish up with this one. Uh, y'all were asking about it. This is pretty simple and and, and cut and dry. This is Pros. Pros, mm-hmm. founding member Ooh. of the Fugees. I know this one, it wasn't everybody in our, in your DMs about Ooh. this one? And, and I almost DM my damn self. <laughs> I was like, this nigga has been in the streets. Do you hear me? It's, oh, some, it's one thing for somebody to get caught up, you know, yeah. with a certain crime, but this, this shit. It was, it was, this was next level. Yeah. This was not, uh, you know, your typical petty foolery. Mm-hmm. This was Pros, uh, just, uh, government name is, uh, Pros Michelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Haiti. Yes. Uh, he, <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, he of course has been looking at these federal charges for many years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out about it back in 2018 when this, uh, indictment was unsealed, we know that he was charged with 10 different counts of conspiracies, all related to the use of, quote, foreign influence in two presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Said another way, said simply, Pros was kicking it with this Malaysian investor, so-called billionaire named Lojo. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a Which moment. Which I mean, sometimes Lo- God put the answer right in front of your face. Right in front of your face. Should Lo- I do business with somebody named Lojo? <laughs> he done told you on the front end, it's low. Maya Angelou said when they tell you who they are, believe them. He said, I'm Lojo. Anyway, Lojo uh, was trying to put some money into Barack Obama's presidential campaign in Mm -hmm. 2012. Mm -hmm. If you're wondering, well, what's wrong with that? When when Joe Lowe's of the world pour into presidents, they're trying to buy them. Absolutely. They're looking for influence. They're not looking to make a charitable charitable donation to the Obama Foundation. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Let's be clear. They're looking for influence. They're looking to pay to play. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so pros being silly or dumb or paid, mm-hmm. pick your poison. 
You this, know, two things, in this case, three things to be true at the same it, time. All at the same damn time. He decided that it was a good idea to play middleman because, of course, Joe Lowe could not just casually deposit. Tw- we're talking about big money, y'all, $21.6 million. He mm-hmm. could not just casually deposit that from a foreign account no. to the Obama uh, campaign fund. That would be, oh, I don't know, eyebrow raising. So he uses pros as the... To, to essentially, you know how people wash money mm-hmm, in drug deals? Mm-hmm. He's essentially washing this campaign contribution mm-hmm. through Praz's account. So he hands the $21.6 million to Praz, and then Praz funnels it to the U.S. election cycle while trying to disguise it as legitimate campaign donations. Uh, all that to say, feds got wind of it. It wasn't cute. They cannot get to Joe Lowe. That's part of the problem. They cannot get to Joe Lowe. Uh, and it was uh, the feds say, well, if we can't get to one, we'll get to the other. Keep in mind, y'all, several other people were also a part of this. Mm-hmm. Pros was not the only one, but many of the other celebrities, including Steve Wynn, mm-hmm. if that name sounds familiar, mm-hmm. your, your, your ass probably stayed at the Wynn Hotel mm-hmm. in Vegas. Mm-hmm. He's a billionaire uh, type of uh so-called businessman, I suppose. I'm never staying at the Wynn again. Don't want to cut you off, yeah, but no, I had to go off. The lad, When I was there on New Year's Eve, remember mm, when I was in Vegas, yes. I stayed at the Wynn. The fucking guy in the hotel yeah. tried to tell me, ask me to take my hood off. What? So somebody that, you you know, an employee? So let's not even, but so you know how that, well, that went with me. Yeah. So let's just go there. But that's, that's my relationship. The, the, the Wynn is in my email right now. Really? Trying to make that right. And that was in January. I hope so you got go a lot ahead. of zeros with it, baby, because that's what you deserve. The fuck? Um, so the Wynn <laughs> is on our shit list. Let's start yeah. there. Number two, Steve Wynn was, to me, based off the facts that we know, based off the unsealing of the uh, of the files, just as his hands were just as dirty mm-hmm. as Praz's. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I don't know. You guess the reason, y'all. <laughs> What's the difference? What the difference is between Steve Wynn and Praz Michelle. Hmm. hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. Anyways, Steve went away unscathed along with several other white wealthy businessmen and some foreign ones, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Praz is, is literally, literally left holding the bag mm-hmm. um so he awaits sentencing and uh yeah y'all prize is going to jail yeah baby he yeah. is gone he is gone he's going so 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 fuji's well y'all want to do some farewell shit whatever the fuck y'all want to do do it quick they should have they really should have and weren't they supposed to yeah and they they During had the, that event here yeah. and then it just the tour never came to fruition Fumble, huge fumble fumbled bag yeah um i can't I can't say that Proz was doing that out of desperation. Sure. You know, we don't know. But what we do know for sure is that there was ample opportunity there for him to make an honest living. The Fugees are a legacy rap group. Totally. They could have toured and charged an exorbitant amount for the tickets off the strength of Lauren being in the group alone. Period. And people would have done that. They could have made, he could have seen millions and millions of dollars yeah. from uh, working essentially this legacy group that they are. Indeed. Uh, I mean, <laughs> as we as we know, y'all, there's no free lunches and there's no shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah. And and every time something looks good, too good to be true, and again, y'all, it's not fair. So stop with these notions of fairness. Well, the white man did it. Well, we ain't the white man. No. So, okay. And so, therefore, holding ourselves to those standards will get us nowhere fast other than in the penitentiary. Mm-hmm. You better ask Jen Shaw. <laughs> so, you know, shout out to Praz and the fact that he is going to be doing some substantial federal time. I and mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Because really he's is. talented. He was a part of. Oh, of my God. Something that is so, you know, uh, uh, so unprecedented. I mean, really, what the I mean, who the Fugees are from a cultural standpoint, from a musical man. standpoint, from a gender, you know, challenging yeah, gender yeah, roles, yeah. everything. You know, it's just really, really fucking sad to see. But that's 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 that. That's that on that. 
Um, and I think sometimes, and I'll leave it with this, sometimes, Dustin, when people see certain celebrities' names with these charges, like they think it's, uh, they think it's a game. They Baby, think it's please. a joke. Not they this think shit it's, here. Yeah, like, yo, people, people really go into jail. Pros is really going to federal prison. Like, there's no way around it. That's what's going to happen. It's only a matter of how long. That much damn money? Please. And you're talking about a federal, a presidential election. What? So that's that's just really, you know, you know how they be saying at the airport, don't let nobody hold your bags? <laughs> Y'all better listen. Hmm. So with that note, that's going to do it for this week's episode All right. of Holding What Court. an episode it was, What an episode baby. it was. Caliente. That's okay. right. Okay, next week we'll be back in session, of course. In the meantime, stay safe. Stay prayed up. Mm-hmm. Think about, just think about some ownership. Mm-hmm. Think about what it could look like. Mm-hmm. What you want the people to do, Dustin? Day bus driver. No, I'm just playing. Ah, <laughs> Read your get terms you a and conditions. <laughs> okay, it's time to get on the bus. Remember that I'm movie? Sure you get know on the I bus. Do. I think that was Spike Lee, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, and, and shout out to the bus. Now, he didn't drive a bus. He made a movie about one. So see, that's the difference. That's you know what difference. I'm saying? It's just yeah. And 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 God bless bus drivers. God bless uh, MTA. Because yes. I know I be on the MTA every day. Yes. Y'all had me late as a motherfucker. Today, God bless but that's bus okay. drivers. I, I got jumped in the uh, in the night in the eighth grade, and On I was bus? winning. Yeah, but Ooh. it was getting to the line. You know what I'm saying? It was two of the motherfuckers, and the bus driver <laughs> broke it up. Oh, shout out to bus drivers. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Shout out to shout out to anybody in America who gets up and goes to get it. That's right. They ensured I got that W that day. You know what I'm saying? Dustin, bye. Holden Court is an Interval Presents original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellen Swag. And marketing lead, Samira Still. 